Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, I thought this might interest you. Let me quote. A chronic lack of decision discipline and inability to resist the temptation to make radical change to each new programme almost as soon as it's launched. Ministers and top brass seldom stay in their posts for more than two or three years and each successive generation feels free to reverse or amend their predecessors' plans, often on a whim or by stealth. Well, whatever's being described, someone should sort it out. Give us a hecatomb of the management. You might say that's the NHS for you. Recognise an all-too-accurate critique, except it's not about the NHS. It's from an informed and erudite assessment of the way in which our defence services are run. Who's responsible? When was it? The answers? 2016 to 2019, during which time General Sir Gordon Messenger was Vice Chief of the Defence Staff. If that name rings a bell, you're either a soldier or a newshound. Number 19 has just appointed him to sort out NHS management. Number 19 is dissatisfied with the way in which the NHS is managed, who manages it and what they do. He implies money is routinely wasted and the system is inefficient. It's also worth pointing out the announcement about bringing in the army to sort out NHS management coincides with the Tory party conference in Manchester. Groan. Presumably the Blue Rents fan club are too dim to remember David Cameron pulled the same stunt in 2015. He got the former boss of Marks and Sparks to do the same thing. He came up with 19 recommendations, none of which were implemented. Just for the record, the NHS employs roughly the following. 11% of its total workforce as doctors, 30% nurses, 11% scientific, therapeutic and technical staff, 26 technical support staff, 5% property and estates and 9% HR, finance and IT. And managers? Well, have a guess. Is it 15%, 11%, 4%? I'll help you. Here's a clue. In the UK, as a whole, managers make up 9.5% of the workforce. 9.5. Here's another clue. Civilians supporting the army comprise 9,500 civil servants and 2,500 local, locally employed. The army has 82,230 regulars and just over 30,000 reservists. So do the maths and we might say the army's civil management could be about 9.5%. Add to that NCOs, officers and whatnot brass and you might get to 15%. I don't know. The NHS, wait for it. The answer to my little question is 4%. And for good measure... Of every £100 the NHS spends, about a pound goes on management. So either the army and the UK workforce is overmanaged or the NHS is performing daily miracles. The message to General Messenger is, well, probably unprintable. Messenger has never been to Sandhurst. He joined the army as a short career graduate, a bit like the NHS graduate scheme. But he did become a mountain leader having graduated from the Canadian Forces Staff College. He's since served with distinction in theatres of war across the world, been decorated and was an aide-de-camp to the Queen. 
unquestionably a good brave man to have around if you want to kill people, survive on a mountain or pour a G&T for the Queen. But running a hospital? I'm not so sure. Army officers are trained to lead in war, counterinsurgency, anti-terrorism. The general earns about 123,000 quid a year and has a job for life, perks, free housing, staff car, officers mess, orderlies and a lump sum on retirement. FTSE 100 companies are run by people earning an average of £2.69 million, fabulous perks, and they usually stay for six years. By way of example, Bart's Health comprises five hospitals, 16,000 staff, sees 1.3 million outpatients a year, about 1,000 A&E patients a day, a turnover of 1.5 billion, and the CEO's salary is about 240,000 and no perks. The average length of stay for a trust CEO is under three years. I think the NHS could probably teach UK industry and the army a thing or two. If anything, NHS managers need support, a period of stability, clarity of political priorities, a workforce plan, career and personal development, and a pat on the back. They manage diminishing resources and outrageous demand, put up with ludicrous meddling politicians, or use any facet of the NHS to grab a headline. I don't know why they do it. Perhaps someone will get the general message. Mm. Bye-bye.